The Westminster Confession of Faith was first published in 1646. It was the result of the hard work done by a group of men called the Westminster Divines. Their goal was to outline what they believed the Scriptures principally taught. And it has been said that the Church of Christ cannot be creedless and live. Thankfully, the Westminster Confession of Faith has been the creed of the Reformed Church for almost 400 years. This podcast seeks to point you to Christ, to help you navigate the Westminster Confession of Faith, and to see you understand what you believe and why you believe it. Welcome to This We Confess. Westminster Confession of Faith, Chapter 33 of The Last Judgment, Paragraph 1. God hath appointed a day wherein he will judge the world in righteousness by Jesus Christ, to whom all power and judgment is given of the Father, in which day not only the apostate angels shall be judged, but likewise all persons that have lived upon earth shall appear before the tribunal of Christ to give an account of their thoughts, words, and deeds, and to receive according to what they have done in the body, whether good or evil. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 95 of This We Confess, and today sees us reach the last chapter of the Westminster Confession of Faith, which appropriately deals with the last judgment. The testimony of scripture is clear. History is moving to a conclusion. This present age will not last forever and will one day come to an end at the return of Jesus Christ. The Bible speaks of Christ's return as the last day and on that day he will judge the world in righteousness and this is exactly how the Westminster Divines begin paragraph 1. God hath appointed a day wherein he will judge the world in righteousness by Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul would preach at the Areopagus about this very thing. Acts 17 and verse 30 and 31. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent, because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Paul's point is an incredibly sombre one. The resurrection of Jesus Christ has set in motion the events that will lead to the end of the world. God has appointed a day that the world will be judged, and he has assured us of this by the very fact that Jesus Christ is alive and well and raised again from the grave. My friends, we are living in the last days. And this is not me making a prediction that I should never make, that Christ will come back next week. No. Instead, we can say for certain that these are the last days because the Bible tells us that they are. In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 18, John would write and speak to the church in the days after Christ's ascension. Children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that Antichrist is coming... So now many antichrists have come, and therefore we know 
that it is the last hour. John saw false teaching and antichrists as clear evidence that even in the days immediately following Christ's ascension, it was already the last hour. The period between Christ's ascension and his return is sometimes called the interadvental period. And other names given to this period from scripture itself are the thousand years of revelation, the three and a half years, a time, times and half a time. But however you choose to describe this period that we are living in, it is indeed the final days before the return of Christ. Jesus is not returning to walk on water. This time he is coming in judgment. A day has been appointed that the Lord will judge the world in righteousness by Jesus Christ. And this judgment is righteous because Christ will be the judge and Christ is righteous. His judgment will be pure and holy and true. He will not get anything wrong and there will be no one who can accuse Christ of mistakes or poor judgment. And just as the judge will be righteous and his judgment will be righteous, so too will his people be declared righteous in the final judgment. We are already justified. We have already been declared righteous in God's sight by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. But on the last day, the world will see and hear about the righteousness of Christ's people. Jesus is the appointed judge for the final judgment, and the Father has given to the Son all power and judgment. The divines make this clear in paragraph 1, and they lift this notion directly from Scripture. In John chapter 5, verse 22 onwards, Jesus says, The Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, that all may honour the Son just as they honour the Father. And in the same chapter and verse 27, Jesus says, He has given him authority to execute judgment, because he is the Son of Man. So Jesus tells us that God the Father has given the rule of the judge to God the Son, so that all may honour the Son. This is an important point to note. Some think that on the last day they will put Jesus straight, you sometimes hear individuals talking about what they'll say to Jesus at the judgment seat. They'll tell him how good they are, or they'll make a case that he can't deny, or they'll just outright rage and point out how Jesus didn't give them enough evidence to believe. My friends, this will not be what the last day will be like. The Bible tells us that the last day will bring no dishonour to the Son. Instead, he will only receive honour. Every eye will see the glory of the Lord, and every mouth will fall silent before Jesus. The final judgment will bring honour to Christ, because he is the authoritative judge. All authority to judge has been given to Jesus, because Jesus is the Son of Man. He is true God, he is true man, and he is without sin. Therefore Christ, and only Christ, has the authority to pronounce judgment. He takes his role as mediator between God and man, and because he is like us in every way, yet without sin, he has every right and full authority to set free or to condemn. So a day has been appointed 
that God will judge the world in righteousness by Christ Jesus, who has been given both the power and the authority to judge. But who will be judged on the last day? The Westminster Divines tell us that on that day, the apostate angels shall be judged. Who are these angels? They are Satan and those who followed him. They were made by God, but they refused to keep the position that he allotted to them. They sinned against the Lord and they were cast out of heaven. And therefore, on the final day, Jesus will judge Satan and the other fallen angels. We see this again throughout Scripture. In 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 4, the apostle writes, For if God did not spur angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment. And Jude 1 and verse 6 says the same thing. The angels who did not stay within their own position of authority, but left their proper dwelling, he has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day. Satan and his minions are certainly active in this world today, but Satan and his minions are chained and they are defeated and they are kept in gloomy darkness until the day of judgment comes. So the apostate angels shall be judged. And indeed, there is a suggestion in scripture that the saints, that Christians, will help judge both the world and the fallen angels. Paul would write in 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 3, Do you not know that we are to judge angels? How much more then matters pertaining to this life? Chad Van Dixhorn says that if Christ is the judge, then perhaps the saints will be like the jury. But what this judgment looks like is somewhat uncertain. But certainly we can be sure that the saints of God will have a role in the judgment of both the world and the fallen angels. So the fallen angels will be judged. But for you and I, we should pay heed to the fact that all persons who have ever lived will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. It is as the Westminster Divine state. All persons that have lived upon earth shall appear before the tribunal of Christ to give an account of their thoughts, their words, their deeds, and to receive according to what they have done in the body, whether good or evil. On the final day, there will be a great accounting. Our thoughts, our words and deeds will be brought out into the light. And this is a tremendous encouragement to living lives that are worthy of the gospel. Now we must stress that the Christian need not fear the final judgment. We are not going to lose our salvation at the last minute. But the certainty of the judgment should cause us in this life to thirst after holiness and to flee the ways of the old sinful life. In Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 14 Wise King Solomon once wrote, For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. And Jesus warned in Matthew 12 and verse 36 to 37, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. And in Romans 14, verse 10 and verse 12. 
Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. And in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. The testimony of Scripture could not be clearer. We can indeed expect the final day to be a day of judgment, and a day where every single one of us will give an account for everything we have done and thought and said. It is on that day that we will receive what is due. But what do we mean by receiving what is due? Well, as we will see in the next couple of episodes, there is an eternal consequence for how we have lived in this life and what we have done with the free offer of the gospel. But as we finish today, we confess our belief in the last judgment of Christ. A final day is coming when everyone who has ever lived will be raised to stand again upon the earth and every single one of them and the fallen angels too will give an account to Jesus. My friends, can you imagine the scale and the magnificence and indeed the terror of that day? All of our heroes will be there. The rich and the famous will be there. Those who have achieved much in this life and those who are unknown will be there. Figures from history and people from down your street will all be there. And every single one of them will stand before the Son of Man who will judge righteously every word every thought, and every deed. The Apostle Peter once asked the question, What sort of people ought you to be? And the answer he gave, that in light of the return of Christ, in light of the dissolution of this earth and all that has taken place on it, we are to live lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God. Brothers and sisters, hear the Apostle's words in Second Peter 3 and verse 14. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. As always, here are some questions for you to consider. Question 1. How is the current period of human history described by the Bible? Question 2. What event gives us clear assurance that the final judgment will take place? Question 3. Why is it that Jesus and him alone is going to be the judge? Question 4. What two groups do the Westminster Divines tell us 
will be judged at the last day. And question five. How should the Christian respond to news of the final judgment? That's all for today. As always, my name is Scott Woodburn. And until next time, this we confess. Thank you.